All right, boys and girls, episode 100 is about to start, and I am so pumped to have Jordan back on the show as he was one of the first guests on the show that I reached out and looked up to, and he said, of course. So I thought it was fitting to have him back for the 100th episode and shine some light on business and how he structured his online business to do so well. And I asked him a bunch of questions that were on my mind and a lot of coaches' minds that are interested in building their online brand and image. So this episode is filled with a lot of great information. So I am going to have him start chatting your ear off with a lot of fitness business knowledge here we go episode 100 hey guys welcome back to another episode of cut the shit get fit i'm your host rafael matuszewski and joining me today is the realest coach in the industry mr jordan side himself say hello Dude, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, so I always like to start the show to break the ice with the audience and ask, what do you got planned for the weekend? Planned for the weekend? Well, I'm actually flying to Vegas for uh, for Gary Vaynerchuk. So um, that's the, that's my plan. And I'm not going to be partying either. I'm just going to be working on the plane, get to my hotel, get a workout in, work, coach Gary. And that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much my plan. Nice. Like it. You you basically just follow him around everywhere he goes, right? Yeah, it's literally exactly what I do. So <laughs> everywhere, basically, it's actually, I look at the schedule, I see where he's going to be, and I go about like 12 to 15 hours ahead of him, and then so we'll work out, and then I'll go to the next place before he gets there. Man. So like that, I wanted to bring that up is like, what has changed in your business and also like mindset ever since you started with Gary? Because I would assume that you'd pass on some knowledge on what you should be doing with your training business. So I'm kind of curious what changed when you first started before him and you're trying to build up your audience online. And then the moment you started training with them, you're like, oh shit, I should be doing this instead. Um, a bunch of things. I'd say uh, one of the first things is I, ha- I got a lot less sleep uh, <laughs> when I started coaching Gary. Nice. Um, a lot less sleep. But it, it's interesting, like... Um, when I first went to to Coach Gary, I was I had been um, my whole business history had really been built on on email marketing. That's what I'd been I'd been taught. That's the world I'd been brought up in, and I had I'd been taught that social media was good, but it wasn't like that. That email was that email was king. Email was everything. Email is this. Email is this. Yada yada yada. And going into working with Gary, obviously he's like the social media guru. He's the mm-hmm. guy who is, he's just all social media. And, um, it, I knew going in, there was going to be like a little bit of a, some tension because I was so focused on email. And I remember very clearly within the first couple of weeks, he was asking me about my business and I was talking about email and, and he was like, you really need to start doing more on social. And I was very hesitant and I told him why. And I mean, we got like in a little, like, um, not like anything serious, but like definitely like had a different views. And basically I was like, you know what? Like I'm going to go all in on social. Like I'm with Gary. I might as well. And I, I didn't stop emailing. I, I just reduced email from like four to five times a week to one to two times a week and really put all my other effort into social media. And, uh, 
paid off big time and it continues to pay off, you know, and there's, so I have a ton more to learn about it, but basically I think one of the biggest mindset shifts and this, it, I say it with fitness is there's not one right or wrong, better or, or worse way. It's like, it's usually, it's more black and white. And my thinking that email was king was based on what I had been taught. And the reality is email is amazing and I still use it and I'll continue to use it, but it's not inherently better or worse. It's sort of just finding out how to use them both in a way that works best. Um, in your opinion, like what can like a coach do to kind of increase their open rates on email? Cause like personally for me, when I am like, I'm subscribed to so many different things and when I'm like super busy, I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not going to have time to read this. I'm like putting it into my to do and must read folder like constantly. So is there like, I don't know, a better title that someone could use or anything like that to kind of increase their open rate? Yes. Yeah, so there's, there's a bunch, like, it's funny what, what Pat, or Pat always says this and, and it's so, it's so true. The, the best way to, to get your emails open is to write good emails. Um, which is just like, <laughs> make sure that as soon as people start reading your stuff, it's really freaking good. That's number one. But, but also there are other strategies. Like obviously that subject line is important, but I think, um, I think, I think what a lot of people forget is it's funny. Like I, I literally analyze subject lines. Like a lot of people will send me their stuff, like business coaching clients or whatever. And like, I sort of work on that. What the trend I've seen is when people start writing emails and subject lines with the specific intention of trying to increase open rate, open rate tends to fall because they're, they're essentially trying to be salesy with their subject line. And it always, it, it sucks. Like they're trying to be, to sell them on opening the email instead of actually just talking to them and giving them value. And people can tell when you're trying to manipulate them into doing something. If you look at my subject lines, they're usually very conversational. It's They look like something that a friend would send you. It's not like a sales letter. It's not like a, a headline. It's like, hey, like it's, it's something that they would get from a friend. So for me, I think one of the best tips I can ever give from a subject line perspective is making your email seem like it's not coming from a company you make it seem like they're talking directly to a friend. Um, another thing I found very recently is um, not only the subject line, but also when you look in your email, you can see the first, I don't know, like depending if you're looking in your computer or your phone, you can see the first like six to 20 words of the email and making that first sentence, the first few words of that sentence, something very intriguing, something that like would, want they'd like okay I, I sort of want to open that is a really simple effective way to get them to want to continue reading more no that makes sense and i'm kind of curious about this too is like say a coach has been regularly emailing their list like say once or twice a week at what point if like there's an industry industry average of you know from getting someone interested into what you do and then you release a product a program or whatever how long do you think it usually takes for to build that trust on your email list that someone will be like, oh, Jordan has this thing, I should go buy it? Like, how typically long does it take for someone to feel that they could trust that individual to buy from them? It's it's really totally dependent on. It's mostly dependent on how good you are with your emails and and your writing and and the value you're giving within your emails. Yeah, there are some people like uh, there's like Ramit Sethi and there's like there's uh there's a bunch of people who sell you like from email one. 
like every email from email one, they'll try and sell you on something. And a lot of people would say that's a really bad decision. Like you shouldn't do that. But I mean, you know, they're, they're crushing it. Their businesses are, are just unbelievably successful. So obviously they have uh, a method that works. And then other people are more like, Hey, take time, build value. Um, and, and don't do it so often. I think again, like in the same way that there's one right or wrong way. Um, I think what, what for you really have to go with what you feel comfortable with. So what I've found is, for example, I know there are people, Ramit Sethi and other people who, who sell very, very, very frequently, very, almost, like, if not daily, almost daily. And if I, I tried doing that, but I always felt like shit. I always felt like, oh, like I don't want to sell all the time. I don't want to constantly be pitching. It just, I don't feel good doing it. I don't have anything morally against selling. Um, but, but it just, for me personally, that's just not in line with what I want to do. I would rather give more. I just enjoy it more. Um, so when I tried to sell more, I did, I did not as well and I didn't enjoy what I was doing. So when I went to selling less and giving more income went up and I felt better what I was doing. People enjoyed my stuff more. And it wasn't because I was, it wasn't because selling less is better. It's just because I enjoyed what I was doing more and I was able to put better quality info in it because of that. So like, it really, again, it just depends. Okay. And like, I, I kind of like the business model that Precision Nutrition does because it's like they give out such like good content all year round and then they have what two products, like their coaching certification and then their coaching program for everyday folk. And I'm like, that's what I kind of like to do. Like if you give out awesome stuff all year round and people continue seeing it, probably down the line, they're going to be like, yeah, sure, I'll go buy whatever this person's selling. Um, you, you know, it, it depends. Like it's all, it's, you know, the fitness stuff. Here's what's interesting. All fitness coaches are always going to be like the answer to every question is it depends. But then as soon as those fitness coaches go to business, they're like, Oh, like this is the right way. It's like, no, it's, it still depends. Precision nutrition is, is one of the most genius, incredible companies in the world. And that business model works incredibly well, um, based on, on what they've done. But it's not like that business model in and of itself is infallible or or just always going to work. It works because they do such a good job. And by the way, like um, their their marketing is impeccable. Like I don't know if you see like they are their marketing. I see their paid advertisements, mm-hmm. but their email copy is spot on. They do a tremendous job of of like following basic principles of good sales copy and good sales letter. They, they do everything very very well and for me like i i haven't renewed my precision nutrition but like i got precision nutrition certified i paid for the program and what's really interesting is i'll never forget when i if have you done their program did you sign up for it yeah i got my level one so when you got your level one do you remember like signing up for the pre-order list like you remember like trying to get do you remember how excited you were like oh shit i gotta go i gotta get my name in i need to make that list i need to get on the list do you remember that yeah and i think they also like send you a text message now too (laughs) so so when i did i didn't get a text message but 
I always think about sitting in the back. I got it when I was a sophomore in college. I was in the back of my nutrition class, and we weren't supposed to have our computers out, but I was like, there's no way I'm missing the opportunity to register for this. So I'm sitting in the back of class behind like several football players with my computer barely open trying to register for this to make sure my teacher doesn't see me. And like that type of excitement and like dedication to get into something is purely a representation of how well they've done building up the anticipation for it and also creating a massive amount of demand for it. So like they, they are truly a tremendous company on that front. Yeah, honestly. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is like, if you had to describe how difficult it was starting out building your online business, because I feel like a lot of coaches now, they're like, oh, I just want to start an online business. It's going to be super easy. I'm just going to like post whatever. And then people are just going to flock to my website. I'm going to have all these people sign up. But I'd be kind of curious to see from like your experience when you're building it from ground zero, how long it actually took to actually bring in you know sustainable income that you could actually live off it and not be in the gym every day from you know 6 a.m to 8 p.m it took me three years of working seven days a week at least 60 to 70 hours a week to make actually a sustainable income yeah <laughs> three, three straight yeah. years and like that's that's no exaggeration that's and that's just like to get to the point where i was like okay cool like i can do this on my own um three straight years, seven days a week, minimum 60 to 70 hour work weeks. That's like bare minimum. So for the people who like, I can't even begin to tell you how many people come to me who are like, Hey, I've been doing this for like three months and you know, I'm just not seeing the progress or six months or a year. And, and okay, cool. And then I, I go look at their, their website and they have four articles up and there are spelling errors and grammatical mistakes, and they're 300 words each. And I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing for the last two, three, six months? You're like, you literally, I remember I got so mad at this one person. They emailed me. They're like, I, it's just not working. This isn't working. I don't know what's going on. And they've been doing it. They've been doing it for years and years and years. And I go to their website, and like, they hadn't posted an article in over six months. I'm like, what do you mean you've been doing this? Like, scrolling through Instagram doesn't count as doing this. Like, where's your content? Like, you know, people they have this people think they're trying way harder than they actually are yeah i couldn't agree with you more and it, it's almost like a trend now like you know you get into the industry and people just kind of jump on the online train when i think in reality like building an online business is like twice as hard going into a gym and getting clients that you can actually be face to face with and um, like i'm trying to promote myself as an online coach now and like i'm not expecting people just flooding towards me i'm like it's going to take time and i think that's kind of like the mistake and the mindset shift that a lot of people have to make is like it's going to take time and just be consistent at it and it'll take you'll get there yeah exactly i mean it i agree that building an in-person business is easier than building an online business um from the perspective of it's easier to sell someone in person than it is to sell someone online um, but also worth noting, I have clients of mine online who I originally started working with six, seven, eight, nine years ago in person. Like they have followed me through. They've been my greatest sources of referrals. Like the, a great in-person business will build the foundation for a successful online business. That's awesome. I, I love stories like that where clients actually stick with you for a long period of time. It just makes you feel that like much better that you're like, oh, shit, I guess I'm doing something right. But um, I, I was kind of curious, like, 
what have you learned like over the years if you had to look back when you first started in the industry what would you have wished you started earlier to do or was there any kind of mistakes that you're like oh shit i could have not done that and would have been so much far ahead yeah um I mean, there's a, there's a bunch. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll never forget this. This is before I even got an email list. So when I first started doing stuff, I literally, I was, all I was doing was writing articles on my website. And I remember um, JC Dean telling me, hey, man, you got to get an email list. And I was like, no, I don't need an email list. Like, if people want me, they'll just go to my website. It'll be fine. Um, I, vivid conversation, remember it. And, uh, and I was like, I don't need it. And then I had an article of mine, um, how to stay full in a calorie deficit, uh, went viral. It, it someone, a, a life hacker article shared it and it got 24,000 hits in, in like less than a day. Um, which is just like for, that was like unreal to me, like unbelievable. And, uh, <laughs> and it actually, it, it downed my website. Like it, it just got so much traffic so quickly. I remember Roger lost and emailing me or, or messaging me on Facebook being like, dude, you must be getting tons of email signups. And I was like, dude, no, I don't have an email list. And he was just like, what? <laughs> like, like <laughs> so it's one of those things. There's a lot of lessons within that. But number one is getting an email list is outrageously easy and simple and takes next to no time. Like you can get it for free if you want to like go to like MailChimp or AWeber. You pay forever, but it's only like 19 bucks a month. Either way, if you don't have an email list, you are making a like a massive mistake. Period. End of story. It takes all of seven minutes to set up, and if you're not doing it, that's a, a massive mistake on your part. Um, also worth noting, you never know. This is a great piece of advice that I, I was just talking to Mark Bell a couple months ago, and he said this. It was just so true. You never know what piece of content is going to go viral. You never know what piece of content is going to change the course of your career, and you might literally do something for. You might put in work for two, three, four, five, six years before you have one piece of content that goes bonkers, and uh, and that's that's just the truth. Like that that's what happened with my Instagram, um, and it, it's happened. I've seen it all over. But you never know what one piece, one content, one article is going to happen. It's just going to go nuts. Like that same with the calorie deficit article. Like. That article still brings me clients on a weekly basis, um, and I wrote that when I was 21 years old. So it's uh, you just never know what's going to be the one that that make makes a huge change in your business. And I'm kind of curious about your Instagram because I remember maybe this was like eight months ago because I, periodically I like go on to see what you're doing just to get like some you know inspiration and. I think, yeah, I guess like eight months ago, like you were at like 40K followers. I was like, oh shit, that's a really good following. And a couple months go by, I'm like, oh shit, you're at like 90K. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And then out of nowhere, I'm like, 150K. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what, is, what, like, what did you do to get like such big like jumps in such a short period of time? And I know you were like posting like crazy, but was there anything that you saw work better than stuff that you did previously? Uh, yeah. So, well, number one, I'll tell you, um, I posted without fail, like not kidding for over seven months, three times a day, every day, seven days a week, I posted. 
And that's just not like a picture with like a little heart caption or a two sentence caption. I mean, three times a day, seven days a week with a full on infographic, fully explaining uh, a higher level fitness concept in a simple enough way that a six year old can understand it with a with a caption that almost always maxed out the characters in Instagram's uh, with in Instagram's uh, platform. So. I was spending about six to eight hours a day every single day on Instagram, seven days a week. So full-time job, actually more than full-time job um, on Instagram, in addition to what everything else I was doing in my online business. And that is bar none the number one thing that really changed it. Uh, the infographics were huge as well just because they were so easy to, number one, digest information wise they were very easy to understand and number two they were very easy to spot on instagram because no one else was really doing them at that time very few people had really done them so it was a it was a new thing to catch the eye for, for people who didn't follow me um and yeah and that's basically that the combination of the infographics plus the consistency over time is what did it so that sounds like that took a lot of time so i'm kind of curious like how do you structure your day? Like, how much do you sleep? And like, how, how do you just structure your day? Like, what's a typical day look like for you? So this is something that a lot of people, I mean, no one understands what's going on right now. So like, first of all, if I wasn't coaching Gary Vaynerchuk, like my, I would have a much more consistent schedule because I would be in one place most of the time. I would probably have more of a regular schedule, but not only do I do all this, but I also coach Gary and travel all over the world with him. Like literally Ireland for eight hours, go to Germany for 16 hours, then go to New York for two days, then to LA, like it's constant. So I don't have a consistent schedule. Um, I don't sleep very much and it's not like, that's not bragging. That's literally just like, I, if I want to get everything done that I need to get done, I don't sleep very much. Um, when I eventually stop coaching Gary, I will definitely place a higher priority on my sleep. Um, but as of right now, I try and rather than necessarily have a schedule, I just have a list of things that must get done. And it's not a list of 12 or 15 or seven or even five things. It's a list of three things, like up to, it could be one to three things every day that need to get done every single day. And that's it. Like I just, I firmly believe that if I accomplish definitively one to three things every single day i will eventually do more than everybody else because everyone else is tr it says that they want to do 12 things a day and they do none so i'll do one to three every single day consistently no matter what and it might not look like a lot on the outside but a year three years five years down the road doing that consistently you do way more awesome um maybe for the last question um I, I always give this to like certain individuals because I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to say. But if you had to give a TED talk on a topic that's not related to fitness and health, what would it be and why? A TED talk. So, you know, oh man, this is going to be, I've literally never watched a single TED talk. So <laughs> I don't know a hundred percent what they're about, but like, it, do they have a specific, is that literally just like a keynote essentially? Yeah. Well, about anything in the world, just to like think differently about it. Got it. Okay, so I would probably talk about, um, I would probably talk about human, essentially human interaction, um, and how 
there's so much I, want, I like to discuss and study in human interaction, and but really about how um, psychology and emotion and essentially how the how you carry yourself and the way that you make other people feel will impact the world and those around you in ways that like you can't even begin to imagine. So sort of like discussing essentially like how to feed off of the energy of other people and how to work with other people, whether it's in person, over the phone, online, how to sort of feed off of and understand what people want, what people need, and how you can give it to them in a way that they can really harness that energy. I think that is like something that I don't really hear anybody talking about. Granted, I again, I've never listened to TED Talk. I don't, I don't listen to that much stuff. But for me, that has been a tremendous aspect of not only being a, a businessman person, but also like more importantly, a coach, like understanding how to connect with your clients on a very deep level. That was a good answer. I like it. Um, so very last question, because I know you're like tight on time. Uh, where can people find you online? Do you have any products coming out? Or if you want to plug your new coffee company, you can go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no new products coming out. Basically, you can find me all like free content on Instagram, site, fitness, Facebook, site, fitness, YouTube, Jordan site. You can just Google Jordan site. You're going to find everything. Um, not gonna, I, I'm not gonna plug any products uh, for fitness, but I will say if you want some, no, but like legitimately amazing coffee, uh, com. And I will say, like, by the way, we can talk about this real quick. Um, we're following the same business model of precision nutrition with Unicorn Magic Coffee from the perspective of we actually only have one product and we're only allowing people to get into it several times a year. So it's actually registration is you can't order right now. You can only join the club uh, two to three times a year. We'll probably launch the next time in like, I think, I think probably April or May, something like that. But either way, unicornmagiccoffee.com is, uh, is where you can learn more about the Unicorn Magic Coffee Club. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time and joining me for my 100th episode. This was awesome. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. You're crushing it. And uh, please, like, stay in touch and let me know if I can do anything to help. Okay, so that's going to wrap up episode 100 with Jordan Syatt. If you missed part one of his interview that I had about a year ago, I will link it to the show notes. But I want to thank you to all my listeners who have been listening since day one that has been listening to each and every single episode just thank you so 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 much for the support and for all you new listeners out there please come on this amazing journey that i've been on so far for 100 episodes and continue listening and continue to show the support for the show by sharing this podcast with your friends and family And if you can, please, please, please share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever social media you are on to help grow this thing. And here's to another 100 episodes. Until next time, you guys.